as we continue in uh, this discussion on mission and purpose the other thing that um, the Holy Spirit has brought to my mind is satanic anointings and satanic um, let's just call them satanic anointings from the word go sometimes the enemy uses wicked people to put evil anointings onto us your your tongue because of somebody who has a very venomous tongue for lack of a better word maybe it's your mother or your father or your grandmother was like that because the enemy doesn't go far he just looks at who who is in your generation because god also uses generational blessings and generational curses what the enemy does is takes it a step further and enforces a generational curse based on your ancestral weaknesses or their misdemeanors or their habits that were evil and their traits which of course um, has been passed down the line the lineage enforced by sometimes demons and so what happens is a trait that you have ends up being your downfall because it is used by the enemy to enforce a certain curse based on that trait so if your dna you find that your family that just talks crap you just talk crap that's how you are when you gather together you cannot say anything positive about anybody you will see that that is probably how your father's family was like your father's family used to gather together and just talk badly about people and talk about how big their behind is and how bad you know their mouth is or how big their ears are and the next generation starts to talk crap about people and start bringing them down and talking about how uh, their marriages are not working and how they you know they have such a, a, a bad reputation in the marketplace or in the workplace and start talking about their bosses and the people that are in authority and what that does it, cre- it creates a negative or a satanic anointing whereby a curse now has been enforced and a demon will be attached to that trait so whenever you open your mouth people are not listening to you you cannot speak honorably you have nothing or nobody in your family that is lauded as an orator or someone that people listen to when they speak uh, people have no charisma they don't draw people they repel them the enemy uses that to give you an, a, a spirit of rejection people reject you you don't even know why you're being rejected but it's because there's something that you're doing that is already a sin and the enemy knows if i i use this sin you see it is allowed because god has said in his word you should speak gracious words to each other and our words are like honey and a word in time is like balm it's like healing balm and when we don't know that we're allowing the enemy to use our dna or our our negative our proclivities our uh Yes, what we would consider who we are and who our family is associated with in the negative ways um, that our our tendencies are, he'll use that. And so a demon will be attached to that and you'll even see manifestation in your body. Sometimes our ailments and um, infirmities are not just infirmities, they're actually curses. So you'll see that for some of you, you have chapped lips. Why, where are you getting chapped lips from? could be a curse because you have 
a bad way of speaking you don't know how to talk properly and so what the enemy does is they'll always most likely what i have observed is the physical part that is under attack is normally also the spiritual part that has been under attack so if we don't understand how to tame our soul or rather our cellular part that is under attack if we are not of a, a clean a spirit of graciousness of gracious speech of gracious tongue of a tongue of honey that speaks well of people our lips will always be under attack if we have a, a wrong kind of thinking we're always negative we're always thinking negatively of people and therefore speaking negatively of them we have a negative about ourselves we don't like ourselves we don't um, honor our image or rather the image of god by honoring ourselves we don't like how we look guess what we'll start to get an anointing of ugliness and you won't understand why as much as you know you try to spruce yourself up or whatever you just you just don't seem to be in your own sight anyway you don't seem to be a beautiful person and and what you you end up judging that people are not choosing you for something because they don't think you look beautiful now this could be a mindset that could have been inherited from somebody else in your family who thought that they were ugly and because they thought they were ugly guess what the enemy enforced it because of the thoughts our thoughts are like living things they're living water we we actually eat from our thoughts because you eat from your mouth and half of the time what your mouth speaks is what your thoughts are processing you eat the fruit of your mouth it's what you speak it's what you confess that is what you are living off you live off your thoughts literally your thoughts become things literally they manifest themselves so if you're busy thinking oh i'm so ugly look what kind of a, a bad leg i have i have such a bad uh, toes my toes are big uh, my lips are big my head is too big guess what you will it will be enforced because that's how powerful you are your words are action your words are action in the spiritual your, your words actually give uh what i would call the ignite or give a decree your words are decrees they're not just words you don't have to say i decree and i declare just the fact that you've spoken it sends somebody in and something in motion it sends a creature or a, a spiritual entity in motion and you don't want those entities to be from hell because those are the ones that will most likely enforce a negative um speech but even if they're from heaven you don't them you don't heaven to enforce a negative thing against yourself yeah it should be something that is a blessing you want blessings to come to you therefore you must speak blessings and you must think blessings when something is attacked like your heart your heart your physical heart your heart is on that pumps blood if it is attacked think think and seek to know about your heart how is your heart posture are you full of bile are you full of bitterness is your heart clean is your heart a heart of stone or a heart of flesh does your heart um reach out to people are you a helping person are you compassionate um or are you always um processing negative events and therefore thinking of people in a negative way is your heart open or is it closed are you repelling people do you have a heart to help 
have a heart of compassion if you think about also things like your um you know your intestines are under attack you're not processing food properly but what is your relationship with food do you look at food as a god or an idol that if you don't have money for food your life is done if you don't eat you can't survive if you eat you're eating because you want to uh, be comforted you know even have comfort food are you a junk person are you eating because you need that food to console you is it a survival mechanism is it a consolation mechanism are you running to food instead of god does food satisfy or do you ask, seek for food to satisfy a hunger for friendship uh, is it a cure for loneliness does it is that what you use to deal with pressure or situations that have um, high pressure implications or high stake situations are you using food to numb something to numb your own pain or to numb your um, feeling of inadequacies or inefficiency or in you know uh, feeling of being crippled or inability to do something and then you you know you grab a drink to take care of that feeling of your own shortcomings or things that are out of your control instead of looking to god are you looking to food and drink let me add drink also you know is that smoothie just about a smoothie is that beer just about a beer or is it you know is that wine because of you know drink and be merry or is it actually that you're numbing a frustration um do you eat because you're hungry or you eat because you know you need to get past a feeling yeah if you look at an attack to um your your skin are you stressed what is the emotion that what is your predominant emotion is it fear is it joy or fear is it anxiety or trusting in god are you always second guessing yourself are you in all, are you always in doubt of your abilities are you always hiding because you're not sure you want the world to be introduced to you because you're not confident of who you are are you seeking to use or rather is 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 your default mechanism that people will do, will not like you because that then leads to something in the physical realm and sometimes that's why we have um stress and we have anxiety our thoughts actually end up giving organs life so if we are not and our emotions sorry not our thoughts I already talked about thoughts our emotions end up giving our organs life so it's not just about a merry heart making us look younger or giving us uh youth it's not a myth it's about also a merry heart giving us a a good um functioning of our organs yeah and our skin as you know skin is an organ so think about your primary emotion and your primary thought processes your primary emotions are you a strong-willed person are you a person that always is ready to fight do you go into trouble the book of proverbs tells us about 
what God hates. I don't know whether it's Proverbs or Psalms. God hates feet that run to evil. A haughty look. You know, your look, a haughty look, also attracts a curse. Your eyes could be under attack because of a haughty look. And your visual area, your eyebrows, your, you know, think about it. Maybe your eyes are under attack. Why do you have a haughty look? Maybe your hands or your fingers are being attacked. Do you are your hands prone to evil? Are your legs running towards action and you're, and you're running towards the action, not to solve anything but to add your own, you know, piece of coal or your firewood to the fire? You know, you're adding things, spanners to the works in the wrong way because you're not solving anything. You're there to even, you're not a peacemaker. You're there to make things even worse. So let us be very, very clear or attentive to what we accept into our, our family line or what has come through the bloodline that we are settling for. I've said in a previous podcast uh, that don't settle for wickedness. If there is anything that falls short of the glory of God, you're told to cast down every evil imagination that uh, that wants to exalt itself above the knowledge of Christ. Anything that exalts itself above what the word of God has said is not of you because you are of Christ. If you are of Christ and if you're of God, if you're a child of God, then anything that is not of Christ is not of you. So what do you do? You renounce it. You denounce it. Cancel it. You, you, you renounce it. You, you turn away from it. Some things you just stop cooperating with them. Why are you cooperating with a certain mindset? The more you cooperate with it, the more you give it power. So are we giving power to things that are not of God? that don't represent Christ, that are not of his word, because his word has said you're wonderfully and you're beautifully made. Why is it that we're allowing uh, or cooperating with whatever is telling us that it is not so? Yeah. So, again, the enemy will use those kinds of mindsets, not just to put a curse, but to keep you on a cycle where, you know, now, uh, because you already have a certain doubt about yourself being, let's say, fearfully and wonderfully made as an example, you don't truly think that you're beautiful. What he'll do is he'll keep telling you that you're ugly, but it starts with your own belief. What do you truly believe? If you if you have doubts about yourself, you'll start to listen to that voice. And when you listen to that voice, what happens? You will start to self distract and not necessarily because you will do self-harming actions like cutting yourself that's a bit on the extreme but you will start to think evil of yourself you start to look in the mirror and then you start to see somebody that is not worthy so that's how you'll sell yourself to the world like you're not worthy of uh, more you're not valuable so you're not worthy of more pay you're not worthy of an opportunity or of a higher accolade. You will stop fighting for yourself or stop fighting for who God created you because you'll be like, oh well, 
after all i'm not worthy and then not only that you won't dress yourself well you will not take care of yourself you will not eat right you will start to wear drabbing shoddy things you will not take care of your hair you stop to take care of how you're thinking and how you're uh, processing things you won't have a life plan because you after all why do you need to plan for yourself you're not worthy of being planned about because you're not worthy of being taken care of so you're not taking care of yourself the spiritual are you not planning for your own growth and, and your cellular place in the place of your relationships your money your you have funny money you're not taking care of yourself in the area of your bodily health but also your spiritual health also your your the way of thinking you're not building your capacity in your mind you're not fortifying how you think to be thoughts of honor you're not fortifying your will to be resolute towards doing good and growing your capacity for doing the right things and the uh, creating habits that will mold you you'll stop doing all these things because they become a chore you don't want to listen to a, a speaker who's supposed to build your capacity you don't want to listen to people who are asking you to do better because you already give up on yourself yeah so let's be careful let's be careful about what we're thinking and what we're how we're feeling take care of your feelings early don't let them run you take care of your will early um when you realize that you're strong-willed and you do things according to what you want be careful because even god cannot work with you god cannot work with a person who's strong-willed because what's happening is that they're putting themselves as a god remember what samuel told soul yeah that stubbornness is like idolatry when you're stubborn you basically are worshiping yourself it's about what you want and god cannot penetrate that because he won't force you you have to come to the realization that you are your idol you are your idol and you need to renounce that because then you know if you don't god is going to allow punishment or a curse upon you based on your strong will and it invites all sorts of complications in life and illnesses that are not explained but they are explainable because there's a root cause um, that is just not about the surface it's skin it's not skin deep it's beyond it's beyond there's a surface problem but it has a very deep rooted source which you need to probably find out about so listen to the right things look at the right things talk to yourself about the right things that god has told you about let us not be busy conversing about uh, gossiping about and conversing about negativity that's not of god it's not something that you want to keep doing um i realize this that the more you speak negatively of others the more you degrade yourself your value is actually going down you're less valuable even to yourself you end up reflecting the very thing that you're doing to others it becomes who you are so don't look at it as it's something that you're doing to others you're actually doing it to yourself you're debasing yourself you're downgrading yourself you're you're causing your own soul to be more and more degraded by the things that you're doing So whatever we do let it be bible based 
there's a lot of wisdom in the word of god there's a lot of wisdom in the book of proverbs you can use it as a guideline you can start from proverbs read through every proverb prayerfully don't rush through it when you read it pray that god will your whole the holy spirit of god will prompt you to do the right thing in jesus name to the chin your chin it's it's your seat of glory when you when god or when somebody wants to lift your face up your countenance up where do they touch your chin they lift up your chin and god wants to lift up your countenance but somebody wants that chin to stay down so that you're always in shame always looking down always hiding from people always feeling like you don't deserve anybody's attention so you will downplay yourself and shortchange yourself from blessings every time the attack to the forehead if you have a migraine you have a headache you have a skin outbreak um, of some rash on your forehead is attack to your glory also attack to your mind attack to your head so that you always think the wrong things even about yourself and about where you're going and about who you are as a person and your family and everything basically just a spirit of error and insanity just so that you're always thinking and cross purposes with god pay attention to attacks to your mind they're supposed to derail you from your um, from your destiny and from the agenda of god because for god's agenda to prevail you need to be thinking right you need to think the world of god you need to know that he exists and that he rewards those who pursue him but also because of who he is and the fact that you are made in his image that you are also glorious and everything about you should be glorious so pay attention to the manifestation of anything that attacks your chin and your forehead the other thing you need to know is that uh what was i going to say the enemy uses the people who are closest to you to get at you and that is where you start to wonder is my family a bunch of witches or are they for real are they for me are they against me are they friends or are they fools because the enemy will use what is closest to you because that is where he knows he can influence you from um and there are people that you respect or people that you have so tied with you are so tied to them because you know it's all you've known and they're the people that you expect to be there for you for one reason or another they're not always going to be for you because they don't have the full picture and even if they did the enemy is going to ensure that they're either jealous of you or they're just bent towards mistreating you or they're bent towards um seeing something maybe they see in you um if it's your mother maybe she sees in you her husband who she doesn't like if she she didn't have such a good relationship with her father maybe she sees in you her dad or something and that is what becomes a predominant thing that they see which is the negative thing 
and that prevents them from loving you fully or wholly. The other thing is the spirit of jealousy could be used against you and worse still through witchcraft be enforced so that that spirit keeps showing up in every area and and um, stage of your life. So leaving the country or whatever may be a temporary uh, reprieve for you because you don't to continue being under the hold of certain witches in your family. But even there, if you have contracted or you have been given a spirit of, say, rejection by the enemy because, you know, that is what you uh you invited because of feeling sorry for yourself or whatever or that is what the witches want you to have so that you never ever um remember the witches work for the devil so basically the devil doesn't want you to be accepted doesn't want you to feel like you belong anywhere always wants you to be an outcast and people uh, should always mis- mistrust you so that you never get any real responsibility and we all know we only climb the ladder of life through being more and more responsible and you cannot avoid people at any point in time so he makes people hate you gives you a spirit of hatred people just hate you for no reason they just reject you they just abandon you so this is a spirit that you will find is ruling in many people who consider themselves outcasts or vagabonds sometimes a vagabond spirit it begins with a home where the enemy makes sure that you are being disowned straight from your mother's household and you're being mistreated and the spirit of rejection and abandonment and the vagabond also reinforces that so that it doesn't matter how you you know try and change your life or where you go in life you still have that spirit working against you and usually it starts with the people who are closest to you after you leave the nest or you leave your mother's household the people who you still respect and you still um expect to gain favor from or you are treating them like your godfather or they represent a certain authority but just not just authority but love or acceptance or even power to get you from point a to z you are you know they are under your or that you are under their influence and you admire them and these are people also the enemy will use turn their hearts from you so that you are left without our safety net or um somebody to give you a one up or push your envelope that's what the enemy wants that at the end of the day you're helpless and you'll never discover your destiny you'll never move towards your destiny because you always feel um that you don't deserve to do well or that everybody hates you and that there's no way you'll ever make it on earth and that is not the will of god the will of god is that we will be empowered that we rise above our challenges that we rise above any situation that is hindering us and still remain a beacon of light and hope for the millions of people on this planet think about jeremiah jeremiah was uh, to the extent of you know he was tortured to the extent where the ruler put him in a pit and a well it didn't have water it was drained but still it was murky and it was muddy and that was his punishment for saying the truth and speaking the word of god now the same potential lies in you where you are a beacon of light and you represent light it doesn't matter whether you see it or not the spirit realm sees light in you as long as you're a child of god you will represent him you represent god you will represent uh, his authority and his light and his um his goodness his purposes are in you whether they are being acted out i know they are being acted out because you know what you deep down inside you have a good heart and and the enemy hates you for having 
God's heart, for having God's mind, for having God's abilities, natural talents and abilities. He doesn't want any of them to come out. He doesn't want your singing to be discovered, your your writing, your uh, your, your way with people and just how you want to help the needy and how you're caring and, and how you're sensitive to the needs of others. He doesn't want that to come to light because that will destroy his kingdom. So he starts to work up and chop and chip at your confidence early and even from the crib so that you're not ever going to um, see yourself as a powerful magnet and you know that the dynamite that you are and yet that's how powerful you are you have the power to shake the entire world your world influencer you're a game you are a changer a world changer and that is what he doesn't want you to think of yourself as because remember if you don't agree with god you will never move towards his destiny but once you start to agree with god and say yes you have said that i am the head and not the tail you have said that i will be the lender not the borrower you have said in your word that my baskets will be full that my field will mul- will will produce and my i will have increase and it will multiply father you know those are the things that the father says about you and you say father i agree with you father you have called me blessed therefore i agree with you that i am truly blessed doesn't matter how it looks like right now it doesn't matter what the situation is like you just agree with god about what he said about you because he doesn't say that you're weak there's no in the bible where god says you're weak in fact he says in your weakness i am strong uh, because you, you you consider yourself poor but he is rich Therefore, he has put that wealth in you through his son, Jesus Christ. You, you have the wealth of God in you. All you need to do is bring it out. So you need to agree with God. And when you start to agree with him, the enemy realizes it. And he starts to put more hindrances and blockages as you start to rise up um, in your social ladder. He starts to bring people who will speak against you, accuse you, and try to beat you down. So you have to keep praying you have to pray against such things and also you need to still stand in the word of god he says that you are blessed you agree with him and say yes lord i am blessed doesn't matter what the enemy throws at me i know that i'm more than a victorious i'm more than a conqueror um, i'm the head and i'm not the tail i'm blessed beyond measure you're doing exceedingly abundantly more than i could ever imagine in my life you're being glorified even in my weakness my story is being written and it is going to be to your glory that i come out of this so um just be aware of the people around you they're not all for your good just because they're asking you how you're doing sometimes it's to benchmark with what they want to happen in your life which is a negative occurrence that's what they want they want a negative thing to happen so they're just checking whether what they're planning against you is actually happening and they want you to say bad things so that they reinforce it using witchcraft and reinforce what you have said negatively about you i remember job said the thing that i feared occurred to me so if you're being fearful that is what will be reinforced against you however if you have faith then that faith will work for you and it will work for your good careful to recognize what is attacking you now remember the enemy doesn't want to work hard he will take the easy route any day and that is why you'll find that you're tempted with what you desire the book of james tells us james tells us that we are not tempted by anything except our own desires and so what is in you or what you already find desirous is what the enemy will tempt tempt you with the enemy is not going to tempt you with anything outside 
of what you already are inclined to he'll just come to you presenting the very thing that you desire and that is why we must surrender our desires to God and ask him to take away certain desires if you have a desire for smoking I mean I'm just using it as an example I have a desire um, to do some things to the extreme some things are good but we can't tend to push it you you can be a workaholic and you desire to please people it's good that you want to serve people but if you want to please people you want accolades the enemy is going to use that and dangle it before you to make you do some things to compromise you i mean to corrupt you using compromise you to get you to bribe or do you know undercut and get other people in trouble just because you want to be the star and the main star at that so you're gonna be pushing and shoving people out of the way and hurting people's feelings just because you want to be recognized and you want all the glory to come to you so god is not going to contend with that so he will hand you over to the enemy for some things that are just not representation of who he is especially if you're his child he will chastise you to streamline you to what he represents and it's just a sign of how much he loves you so it's not anything that you should be recoiling or even uh, railing back at him for just examine yourself so back to the things that you're already inclined to when it comes to satanic attacks the same principle is true that whatever is in us or in our bloodline remember the blood the, the blood is the same blood that your parents have then when you're a child you get the blood that comes from your parents and some of it is intermingled with traits and characteristics of past generations which was not right i'll give you an example of myself nobody told me this god said this to me he actually revealed it to me in the last two or three years that my mother's side has associations with eaters of flesh and drinkers of blood these are people who sacrifice to idols and will eat uh, flesh and drink blood of even human beings right so they use it as a sacrifice to their god their god who was you know a goat god baphomet they didn't know that maybe they did i don't know if you look at the book of leviticus it talks about a god azazel if i'm not wrong um who the israelites uh were at the risk of worshiping if they sacrificed goats and sheep and livestock or rather if they slaughtered those animals anywhere outside of god's temple or tabernacle at the time and the reason why god gave this instruction is because that there was worship of this god as a zeal out in the wilderness and it required people that god required blood sacrifices and that meant killing a livestock right it required blood sacrifices it will astonish you that people still do that to date from those days of Moses these practices have continued without the understanding of what exactly people are doing and maybe they know it but they just choose to do it in my culture which is african we still have sacrifices 
being offered to idols and they say that they are worshiping gods of their ancestors i mean guys there's only one god and that god is yahuwah elohim so anybody who is even remotely offering anything to anything or anybody outside of god is literally worshiping an idol and god and his commandments has said this over and over again you shall not worship any other gods and then what my society or my tribe has also done is they've tried to mix it with worshiping god so on a sunday there are the sunday school teacher there the teen school teacher they even the chairman or chair lady of the you know of the church leadership eldership but that's not what they really believe they don't really believe in god so when they come to making critical decisions and doing things that are really significant they'll go back to an altar and that altar is not godly they will turn to witchcraft they will hire somebody to push certain things for them through witchcraft they will hire a witch or a warlock and contract them they will go to countries other countries and go to those shrines and give a place a request i want to be popular i want to be famous i want to be rich and that's what used to happen back in the day if you want wealth or if you wanted to be prosperous you'd make pacts well my people would make pacts with a god of something a god of the waters a god of the sheep the goat the god of you know whatever and that required a sacrifice and what they did whether they knew it or not was even up to sacrificing their children yeah and their grandchildren to promise them as servants or people who would be used in the kingdom of that god and basically they said my people will serve this god for have a number of years that they offered that sacrifice or that uh, promise to take effect because of what they were greedy for or what they wanted which you know they sought to have from other means and other ways outside of god now i have got to give god glory and thanks for the missionaries and those who came to preach the word of god but not everybody got converted to christianity so even today there are people who are doing a lot of intermingling and they will carry a bible well they'll carry the app <laughs> on their phones they will join what we call bible studies yeah they will join bible study fellowships and all these famous bible studies but they know where they're sourcing their power from so if they want to continue working or they want to continue um you know to become this um degree or level of status or authority or to rise up a corporate ladder to become the ceo or whatever they know what they do they don't pray they don't fast they don't go to a mountain and fast for 17 days or i mean 14 days or 7 days they're not going to go to a pastor and ask them and, and place a request um to be prayed for which is also a deficiency about our church because our churches have also become very weak our pastors are weaklings I, i mean sorry but you know i'm not insulting anybody but in terms of the spirit realm they are not recognized they don't carry authority 
So if I go to a pastor expecting him to pray for me to get something, I don't get it. Why? Because that person has already compromised and they are not working with Jesus. They are not in the spiritual authority that they should be carrying. They are not powerful. They've not maintained their walk with God or they haven't ascended to new levels that will guarantee me as their follower those new levels of prosperity or breakthrough or healing or deliverance which require a certain level of spiritual um, dominion, right? So we don't have in many societies powerful, powerful pastors or preachers or apostles or whatever they're not powerful why because they went seeking after their own appetites and god does not does not leave us to become poor because we are following him but they ended up being consumed with their financial aspirations or worldly power aspirations or whatever and the enemy took advantage of that so what did he do he got into them Remember Judas was part of the disciples of Jesus. Judas was was actually part of the 12. He wasn't part of the 70, he wasn't part of the 120 who are a larger group. He was part of the inner circle. I've talked about the circle in in the previous. You know, the the circle that you have is not all for you. That's the other thing. Don't expect that all of your family is cheering you on. Or all of your colleagues or all of you everywhere where you go there will be at least one evil person even right down to your small team that you think is very small even there Judas was part of the 12 it's not that he didn't know he didn't know he knew he knew everything Jesus was there teaching all the time but he chose certain things over others because of his own weaknesses. So the enemy is going to use the weak links, the weak link, and weak ling. And that's why he starts to break you as a child. You start being broken by the oppression of a parent, an oppressive system. If you move from an oppressive home, you you move to an oppressive institution like school or high school where the rules are so rigid and all they're doing is breaking you to the point where you stop fighting you stop demanding what belongs to you you see if you want a child that knows what they're entitled to you'll be firm but you'll also enhance their power when I was growing up my my power was not enhanced I it was actually squashed it was squashed it was killed and that's what a dominating parent does they kill the power of the child so what you end up doing is at some point you give away your power you stop fighting it becomes too difficult because you already got broken as a child and we were introduced to um you know do as i say that's it and the enemy will use that to bring oppressive authority in your life. Do you wonder why sometimes it seems that all the authority that comes into your life is similar to what your dad was? Yeah, because the devil wants to keep you oppressed. He wants to keep you under control so that you won't rise above him. And you'll never fight him 
on a one-on-one -on -one combat. Why? Because you'll never question the oppression. You will never question the sickness of the authorities around you. You'll never question the negative that is happening because you, you know, learned to live with it. You learned to cope with it. So you'll cope with it until he kills you, until the devil kills you. You don't want that. So investigate what it is that your family was up to because half the time, and God is gracious because what fights us as we try to come closer and closer to God, as we reach into his presence, as we seek to get into his holy of holies, of course he will not permit you to get into his presence when we are tainted. So what he starts to do, he starts to make you shed some things that are not of him. Like I said, there are proclivities and tendencies that are not of God. If we are pushy, he will want to get rid of that. If we are self-pitiful, if we are full of ourselves, pride, which is really insecurity at the core, he'll try to get, he will want to get rid of that. And as he's getting rid of it, and as you're rising to meet him, as he does it, and you're not fighting it, you're actually embracing his discipline as you seek his face as you seek him to get to be more like him the enemy will start to realize that you are transforming to something you're metamorphosizing to something that looks more like jesus and you're starting to think differently you're starting to treat people differently he doesn't like that he wants you to sulk and be saucy and sour and to have negative thinking that is what he wants so that he can keep you in his clutch and even introduce you to his own family you know i'm not sure how witches or warlocks get inside maybe one day i will invite a witch who has turned to god so that i get to know how they ended up in that kingdom but i believe deep inside there is usually a, a longing and a yearning for true love and even acceptance and significance which should have come from god but because they never really got introduced to God's ability as a father to nurture. Of course, a father will discipline. And sometimes in, in getting discipline from God, we mistake it for he hates me or he is pushing me away or he's making my life so difficult so that I give up. No, it's a love uh, language. He's actually telling you, I love you so much that I want you. And that's even for parents who discipline their children. It's because they love them. And that's what the word of God tells us. Because I love you, I'll discipline you. Because I really want you to be streamlined and I really want you to turn out good. So what happens is sometimes people are disciplined by God or sometimes their own choices come back to them. You know, remember their consequences. Even David, um, who was after God's heart, which is what we are told in the word of God, that he was a man after God's heart. He had to bear the consequences of killing Uriah, Bathsheba's husband. There was a consequence when he went and numbered the army and he did a census, which God hadn't asked him to. Nobody, I mean, God didn't tell him to. It's Satan who told him. Satan whispered to his ear, sort of like to tell him, hey, you need to know how powerful you are, you know? And there was a consequence for that. There was a plague that killed I think over two, 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 25,000. There are a lot of people who died just because of the choices of David. And at that point, David would have chosen to turn away from God, but he understood something. 
that because I sinned, this is what I'm experiencing. Now that aside, there is also what we experience really as a direct result of our ancestral heritage, which has come down to us. So I told you in my example, my mother's side, eaters of flesh, drinkers of blood, and that is what ended up chasing us even into our adulthood. That same demon is what chases us down. That same demon will try to convert your life into his, um, becoming his disciple or follower or serving him, that same idol. That demon, an idol is always represented by a demon. That demon will demand service from me or from you if your parents or your grandparents or your forefathers served him. So that's what happens. And the things that fight us are really what our forefathers had given into or had served. So you find yourself being fought by the marine kingdom if you get to know that it's the marine kingdom. I don't know if I will ever do a series on the marine kingdom. I think I need more teaching for me to teach anything or share anything. So once I'm ready, I will do it or provide resources for you to get to know it. But if you learn that you have a, a demon that's chasing you down from the marine kingdom, what God is, and usually you'll get to know through your dreams. So your dreams are not, whether they are from the enemy or they are from God, dreams are all communication. So you need to look at it as communication. So if you're getting a lot of dreams when you're swimming in the water, I don't know, for me it used to be swimming in some sewerage. And I could tell this is not a swimming pool. This is because I've seen, I have seen sewer, sewer treatments. I know how water gets treated. Uh, I know what it looks like because most of them, um, like where I've come from, are in the open. They're not covered. So I could tell in my dreams that this is not a pool and i would see myself and others actually plunging in there you know and of course you wake up and i'm like why are we swimming in dirty water right and then later on i learned um through a lot of research and coming across various youtube videos and some people who have actually gone ahead and uh, prayed about this and have anointed messages about it so they get they give you deliverance so they're able to uh, deliver you through the power of god i learned that it was actually a marine kingdom tactic that's how they initiate you into the kingdom so now the thing is what god is trying to tell me through these dreams is this is what your forefathers worshipped so guess what yeah my dad they worshipped the marine kingdom yeah that's it so now you're being you're being shown by what is fighting you or what the challenges that you're facing actually an indication of where your forefathers worshipped and what they worshipped for some of them or even about where you if it's not your parents for instance in my case it may not be just one idol because maybe one forefather worshipped this and the other forefather worshipped the other the other thing is association with places that have a worship of these idols although they present themselves in a certain way i attended a church where it was branded as a church but really it was steeped in idol worship and i mean steeped so that anybody that came to that church really was under some attack whether it was their finances being attacked 
their mind being attacked their dream life of course which translates to your life i mean you if their dream life is not attacked that means there is other more areas that are under attack yeah so those places that you go to that you think or look like they are holy ghost pentecostal and all that even those that don't look like and they seem like therefore some good like humanitarianism and they're good at giving and they're, they're talking about how they help the poor be careful ask god to show you whether this is the place i had to go through some of these things so that i could help others probably maybe that's why i had to go through it but i had no clue or no inkling i did at some point and actually moved churches and i went to another church and then somebody from this other church that i left convinced me and they told me no you need to come back you need to serve blah 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 but it's the same demon that is actually speaking to through them remember i told you that your inner circle is the one and that demon knows how to get to that person to talk me uh, into doing something because they had influence or some influence over me and so they convinced me to leave this powerful church to go to a dry church which wasn't yielding much fruit for anybody's life and was camouflaged as a church while really they were taking money from people to present to the altars of darkness yeah so you need to look at your associations and a lot of the the fight that you're getting in terms of spiritual warfare is from those associations so whether it is from um your colleagues or your whether you're being fought from the workplace it's still an an, an association whether it is from your family which is a primary association look at what is happening there within that family people are not just hating you there's a reason why they are hating you they are being influenced or driven by powers and that's why jesus said you don't hate the person yeah your enemy is not the person there is a demonic power that is seeking to bring you down why because probably there was a pact that you're not being obedient to or maybe where you worship or where you work like it was in my case they have signed over all their workforce or their staff members are all part of a demonic realm they've all been signed been signed over and been initiated and they are serving the devil at whatever capacity you know so you because you didn't bow down to that you're under attack hopefully at uh, what and the attack is supposed to achieve is that you will bow down and join them and that's why you need to say no 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 god is my refuge is my strength read a lot of the psalms i could share some with you uh there's someone who's seven there's someone who's four some 37 some 35 do the psalms every night repent as psalm some 51 repent of your sins repent of your forefathers sins i believe it's someone 21 someone 20 even to the point where you are um what is it called confessing the sins of even those that you are associated with and interceding for them because there's a demonic power that they have subjected themselves to
so I've covered uh, pretty much your your workplace your place of worship make sure you're really in tune with God about where you go to church or what you're watching because now a lot of churches have gone online and we've also gone online it's not everything that God has ordained that is on the airwaves right now some things are of the devil camouflaged like I said as church or God places but they are not they're actually being used by the devil and the leadership there is being used by the enemy to draw hungry souls and most of the time it's dry hungry desperate souls who have no discernment of their own so they are relying on somebody else's discernment so you must build up your own discernment you must build up your own even for this podcast build up your own discernment so that you're able to tell the voice of god where it is the voice of god and what is applying specifically to you from what doesn't apply to you so one of the things i would recommend is pray a lot in the in tongues the other thing that men have been blinded about is the power of the spirit realm of god so there's a spirit's realm of satan but there's also the spirit realm of god now god has a heavenly language which is praying in tongues when you're baptized in the holy ghost you get to speak in tongues any bible believing church that is truly in line with god will teach you or at least impart you give you an impartation of the holy ghost i mean of the speaking of tongues as well as baptism in the holy ghost be very careful with churches that don't teach you about the holy spirit because the holy spirit is everything when it comes to living right in this world and re- remaining and belonging to the family of god remember that that is the seal jesus said that i have given you as this is my seal the seal that you're marked by god is the presence of the holy ghost in your life and you must grow his voice to overcome and overflow above the voices of darkness the mistake we make is we make the voices of darkness too real that they actually become real because we have been thinking of them as real to the extent that we diminished the power and the voice of god elohim oh yeah we so you need to know that your god is the most powerful almighty yahweh that ruled ever more and will rule forever more satan was created by him everything you see all the life that you live all the breath everything the universe the cosmos the galaxies were created by him millions and millions of light years away they still are within his grasp and control when we ascribe power where it is due once have I, i have had it twice i have seen it says in the psalms power belongs to god you must acknowledge who power belongs to but some sometimes we have to experience it to know it for sure so i pray that you experience the power of god but believe it first of all even without experiencing jesus told thomas happy are they and blessed are they who even without seeing they believe so believe it and that is what the enemy is attacking is attacking your belief the reason why you're listening to this is because you have been attacked and your belief system is the first place where the enemy attacks what you believe your mind 
what your mind grasps as real and unreal true and untrue so if you start to believe that it is truth that you are weak that you are of no good to anybody you will find significance in all the wrong things drinking partying bad friends and eventually the enemy will use you to perform his purposes because you will sell your soul because there's something you have not believed about yourself or about the god you serve that he's taken advantage of so you believe to sign that record deal in um wherever it is whether it's in the united states or any other country if you you believe that you know you want to make it in life and you're not able to do it through your own abilities and your knowledge that you're you start to believe that your god cannot get you to the point that you need to get to why because you haven't been building a relationship with him so you're feeling weak number 2 you don't know anybody that could translate you or transition you to the spiritual realm that you need to be in so there's no intermediary for you so where do you turn to the devil he will present even before you turn to him he will present himself as a proposal remember what jesus went through he was led into a fasting and that fasting once he he was baptized he the word of god says that he was led by the holy spirit to the wilderness for 40 days to strengthen his spirit man why because satan was going to come at him and he needed to be strong now and he was all man at that time all god but all man as well when he was tempted what did he do he kept giving the word of god back to satan in its right context and meaning because what satan was doing he kept misquoting the word of god and misusing it and using it for his purposes which was to derail jesus from his calling and that will happen to you as well the enemy will present the promise of the kingdom his kingdoms if you could serve him and you need to know the word of god in order to fight him based at of the level based on the level of truth and truth is the word of god the enemy cannot handle truth i'll tell you this for a fact because i have been fought by powers and one of the powers that have been fought by wicked powers is the spirit of python the spirit of python which has been in my family for a while um i believe through my mother's side of the family they worshiped a snake um somewhere along the line and what the spirit of python does a it doesn't want you reading the word of god it truly hates it when you're reading the bible that's why you find that you're trying to read the bible you're falling asleep or you read it but you don't understand so early on as a christian because i gave my life to christ at an early age of 9 years and at some point i stopped reading the bible because i would start reading it i had started reading it from the book of proverbs um and my sister said to me read the book of john and i honestly struggled with it sometimes i would open the bible to read it and then i wouldn't feel like i'm understanding anything and that's why i guess i went to proverbs because it was more practical and sometimes i would actually be sleepy or tired or i just wouldn't read the bible for some reason um thankfully i had a sister who was you know she was it should made it a habit so I would be reminded by seeing her but she also left home after a while. So 
the, the, that spirit will keep fighting even your acknowledgement of the power of God. Whether God is able to, to rescue you, to set you free, whether you're truly free. That's why you have all these doubts sometimes. The enemy, Satan, wants you to doubt whether you're saved, whether you're truly delivered, whether, especially whether you're saved. Because when you come to Christ, you're supposed to be a new man. So you're a new man. It's true. You are. You're a new person. The old is gone. The new has come. But it doesn't feel that way. And sometimes you still have the same proclivities. You still have the same weaknesses, the same addictions. And the enemy starts to fight you at that point and start asking you, do you really think that you're saved? Do you even believe that when Jesus, if Jesus was to come this minute, that he would take you to heaven? Do you actually consider yourself a child of God? Look at you, you're doing this and yet you call yourself God's child. And those are the lies that he starts to, you know, sow into your spirit and to your mind so that you backslide and so that you stop pursuing God because um, your thoughts are telling you that he does not value you. He doesn't um, trust you. He doesn't, um, what? He's not accepting of you. Like you have to meet some certain bar of perfection, which is not true. From the word go, the Holy Spirit starts working on us and God will have a plan to rid you of one thing from another and another and another and another and it will be a process of purging. But our minds are always being fought by the enemy. The python hates it when you worship. You know, when you worship and especially in spirit and in truth, and it'll always attack your worship. You'll get dirty thoughts at that point. When you're trying to connect with God is when you're remembering that you need to do something or that you left a crisis at home. Or if you're at home, he'll try and get you to do a task or, I don't know, start to do th home uh, chores or pick something up. And that's when the phone starts to ring. I mean, all sorts of ab absurd stuff. He doesn't want you to worship. He doesn't want you to pray. That's the biggest one. The python spirit hates it when you close your eyes to pray. Oh my gosh. That's when, again, all these thoughts start to come. Their phone will ring. A message will come through. You'll remember that there's a bill you didn't pay. If you're praying, you'll fall asleep. And that is the python spirit for you. It doesn't want you to connect with God at all. In my case, even my dreams were stolen. That's another thing also with the, with the marine powers. They will steal your dream life. Now that I've begun, I might as well continue with them. The marine powers, the major one I have come across is Leviathan. And what they do, there's a lot of, um, when it comes to marine powers, there's a lot of perversion associated with them. Even if you're not um, participating in any sexually uh, perverse activities, he will bring that to your mind and bombard you with perverse, uh, perverted images and try to get you to sin in that way. Your thought life will be put under serious siege. And because they are mind-oriented, um, the Leviathan also seeks to steal your mind, literally to exchange it. So that if you are a brilliant person, they make you dull. If you are sharp and, you know, fast, you think on your feet, they try to take that away from you. You become forgetful, you become slow, 
you become almost useless to society and if they can they will actually give you up to insanity and they'll make you go crazy so they control your mind it's like they sweep it i don't know how it's i don't know how to put it it's like they flush it it's like they flush your mind and whatever you had before in extreme points you don't really connect with who you are you start to feel different you start to say mm, i don't feel like myself there's something off there's something off today there's something off about me but they've taken your mind and they start to control it some of them actually start to tap into your mind uh you will find that you have wounds or scars in your head uh those are some of the implants that they put in your head i mean let me tell you the satanic realm is very 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 advanced it's sophisticated but it's not out of god's reach um or ability to control god will still get through all of that if he wants to reach to you he'll still get through to you the enemy will steal your dream life so that when god is speaking to you you are not there you you know your mind has been swapped or has been interrupted or mingled with perverseness to the point where you no longer receive your dreams they they will they will seek to steal the dream and interpret it for themselves and get to have your your prophetic abilities or your seer anointing they'll try to steal that from you and why is it that the enemy wants that because he doesn't want you to connect with god remember i said some of us so some of you have already been dedicated to an evil altar or in and or they or you're supposed to be initiated if you're not already you are dedicated now you need to be initiated you get what i'm saying um you had been dedicated so now you need to get to start your work in that um how do i put it let's call it a coven for lack of a better term in that company in that evil company it's like you your name was already on their um role or on their registration but now you have to, you need to start working for for darkness for satan and for for that to happen they need to initiate you into that kingdom right so some of you are being initiated or have been initiated without your knowledge and that is why the enemy now wants to disconnect you from god because he's saying you're mine you belong to me So you need to up your prayer life. You need to really up your prayer life. Uh, really for me that's what has worked. It's connecting to now the correct altars. Remember I told you I was going to a church that didn't really believe in God and what they were really doing is advancing the kingdom of darkness under the disguise of being a church. So the people who came there were actually being recruited or being used in some way or another. to serve the purposes of satan and now i needed to reconnect myself to a powerful altar a real altar and there you're going to see that in the link that i've shared there actually prayers and that's the place i would like you to connect to because i'm not a pastor i don't run a church i i'm not even ordained or anything i haven't been commissioned in that way but maybe one day i will but there is a place for you to connect to God if you're listening to the right people and you are fellowshipping the right place and you're under 
an authority that has been ordained by God. Because there are some people who have been ordained by God, but they went astray. And then there are others that were ordained by Satan. And they are Satan's servants. But they wear a title that sounds like it's of a church, of the church of Jesus. I mean of a church, let me put it that way, or a denomination. Yet it's not. And God said, some I have given to be pastors, others I've given as evangelists and others. Yeah, they might be called pastors and apostles, but really you need to be very careful not to just follow a title, but test, test the spirit behind the people, the person. And that will be through the Holy Spirit. Ask God to show you where you should go. Pray about it until you have an answer. Meanwhile, I did share a link in the description. So you could go online to that church. It's a powerful church. Uh, it's called Believer's Faith. You could go there. I'm not really selling them. It's up to whatever God tells you and it's up to you. But you need to be connected to God and to people who serve God. So pray about it. Also, I was talking about the the inner circle earlier, and one of the other circle that you need to be careful about is your landlord or where you live. And remember I said that the enemy will always look for the easy way of entry into your life. And sometimes it's also through not just uh, your family, which I've spoken about, your workplace, your colleagues in the workplace. You also are influenced by where you live, your neighbors and your landlord. So if the landlord has already given his soul to Satan, that becomes a way of ensuring that all his tenants are given into the kingdom of darkness. Because what it does, what the enemy does is similar to what God does. Um, when he has his people who are full of his anointing following him, whatever they touch is blessed. So if you have a parent, a father, a mother who is prayerful, especially mothers, because I know for me it was my mother, she was prayerful. I was in somewhere impacted or got blessed because of that. My grandmother was a God-fearing woman. She went to church. My mother was impacted by that. Um, and her prayerfulness and her good heart. To some extent, I benefited also from my own grandmothers. Although I never met her, she died before I was born. So, um, in the 70s. So, you know, I benefit i sort of still benefit from her prayer life and her altar and how she rose you know a prayer for her children and their children's children and i got into that um fold the same way for satanists i mean for people who follow satan let me call them satanists whatever they touch belongs to the devil so their land their properties the people that serve under them their monies, their investments, their everything, their children, even their own children. Can you imagine? Nothing is spared. So when you are living in the territory or under the properties 
um, owned by Satanists, then the devil owns whoever is supposed to be living there, is supposed to be sacrificed to the devil. If the caretaker is following the devil, again, the caretaker could influence or could easily become a channel of um, initiating you or getting you into the kingdom of darkness because remember they have they have all these records and those records could easily be put on an altar of wickedness in order to initiate people or or surrender the souls of these people to satan and that is what yields to a lot of satanic attack where you find that your um your electricity isn't working your water isn't working there's no security or you don't feel secure when you're coming home from work you're being attacked or from wherever you find that your bills are over uh, over and above what you've spent your electronics have stopped working you're getting satanic you're getting demonic attacks at night you're getting nightmares this is all in an attempt to make the voice of satan so loud that you actually surrender to him so that's what the enemy does he frustrates you and he tries to dry up your resources make everybody around you his followers so that you don't have anybody who you can turn to you don't have a support system because uh, your family has already been initiated they are all serving the devil your friends all serve the devil you all of your networks are sold out to the devil so they're all now against you so what he does he tries to dry up every ounce of your life or what what you draw strength from so that he can present himself as a solution and say now you need to serve me because you see i've got all your property i have your goods i've already taken your your titles and all the blessings god gave you they're in my kingdom so it's only you who's remaining so you might as well just come over to my kingdom now this is where you need to fight and begin the fight from that point on when you realize that you're under some massive attack and that's what happened to me i realized that the enemy was stealing what belonged to me was stealing my joy my peace then it went to my family to what belonged to me in terms of my career progression um, my finances my life was becoming sanctioned or sucked into this um, hole uh, that i wasn't previously aware of and because of that now i needed to start to strengthen my spirit man it will not happen overnight but i would tell you for sure obedience is better than sacrifice when god tells you pray just pray when he tells you fast you fast when he tells you delete that number block that contact leave or exit that group there's a reason why he's telling you to disassociate from some people you don't even want to know what they've been doing to you I promise you if you get to learn you will never see them the same way again. You might hate them. So you better you better not even look for explanations. Sometimes we we want explanations. Well why should I do that? Why should I do this? Those explanations might not help you. They might actually ruin you. So if you're asked by God to do something to stop talking to somebody, to stop disclosing it's because he knows that that probably they're a witch or they have been or all that the experience is being channeled or their thoughts are being channeled to some other place which is an altar so therefore they are acting as a conduit to inform uh this people who are members of this coven or company of people who are against you working for the devil against you 
they are serving as the informant to these people and so they are giving the fodder for them to concoct cases and to establish pacts and covenants that are against you that work against you based on the information that they are receiving so number 1 prayer is key and my advice would be then pray at the times when they are attacking you the strategic prayer time that god gave me was 10 to 4 a.m. 10 to 4 but you can pray at midnight you pray at 3 a.m. you pray at 1 a.m. but pray at midnight those have been powerful from my experience if you pray if you establish the habit of prayer at midnight your prayer life will take your life will change and then your prayers will also change because they have to be very strategic at that point you need very powerful prayers listen to people who make such prayers that's where i began i wasn't making those kind of prayers from the beginning i needed people that actually had walked that turf uh and their prayers were impactful so i would listen to them then it became my prayers over time i transitioned to my own prayers but first and foremost get the discipline to wake up at midnight yeah it's going to be difficult at first even the forces that are working to keep you enslaved in their kingdom will fight you of course they'll fight you they don't want you praying at midnight they don't pray you praying against them when they are bewitching and causing havoc through their own kingdom at the same time but that is the the word god gave me he said you need to be fighting when the kingdom of darkness is also at their peak that's the best time um there's some people who also push for 3 a.m. but i i'm saying what i know what god has given to me it's 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. so if you want you can join me 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. we'll be praying and the kind of prayers that you're making are mostly going to be warfare prayers against the kingdom of darkness that's how we stop the enemy by praying against him remember our weapons are not carnal but they are powerful to the pulling down of strongholds strongholds of the enemy that's basically what it is characteristic of people who are marked by the enemy is what you would call a stunted growth in the physical and emotional and spiritual or arrested development arrested development in the case where have you ever met people who are probably in their 30s or 40s but they behave like children something went wrong somewhere they were arrested in their growth and development as human beings in their emotional statuses they're not able to transition as adults from one stage in life to another um there is somebody somewhere that or even the enemy himself that has used somebody to stunt their growth and development so that their minds their emotions are not keeping up with what they should be at a certain age 
So find a 21-year-old who's still behaving like a child and find a 30-year-old still behaving as a teenager. Now, don't be mesmerized and start to, you know, label them. Sometimes it is a work of witchcraft. Sometimes it's a work of the enemy whereby somebody did actually go to an evil altar and they decreed and cast these people and the incantations were placed on them that they will not fully mature as individuals. They would not, um, even if they hit a certain age in on a calendar, they would not behave or have the attributes attributes that accrue to such a person, including that they not get married or they will not have children and the likes. Um, the wisdom would be there, given by God, but maybe they're not able to apply properly what they already know. They are in some ways imbalanced. Um, what should be easy to do becomes difficult. What is uh, what you'd call coordination between what they want to do, what they should do, what is rational to do, a simple step one, two, three, four, becomes haphazard and utterly confusing now put in mind that to reinforce it some people are actually um, fragmented in their soul what does that mean that they are not one person their minds have been altered because of the level of trauma they've been through or the domination of a parent therefore they are not fully who they should be they are not fully themselves so add on to arrested development to all that and you have a very dysfunctional human being so don't judge people when they don't seem to transition in life as they should be you can have people with whole degrees masters and phds but they are not able to hold down a job or they're not able to execute a level of um, work to the level of their learning that's because they can learn rote learning but when it comes to actual application which is what really the workplace is about it's about thinking on your feet and executing and problem solving and all these things need someone who is whole both mentally emotionally psychologically and all of the elements of their being need to coordinate together now when you have a, a fragmented soul that means that their inclinations could be one thing they want to do one thing but because of how damaged they are their will is not aligning um, or their emotions are not aligning to their will or their will is scattered and it's not able to match up to what their mind is telling them to do somehow they're not able to do it so um, these are people that need help and you probably know people like that who somehow got lost or got left at a certain stage in life probably at preschool i mean not preschool it could be preschool but some of them could have been left at a certain grade or high school and now they are old and they're matured and they have children of their own but somehow they never seem to grasp the responsibilities that came even with their marriage um, as much as they did get married or did have children they are not able to grasp the responsibility and take on the responsibilities and the challenges that come with that level of um, you know state of responsibility you know they are not able to um, maturely handle decisions 
and um, decisions, yeah, and and carry out certain activities or actions that are required for that level of you know responsibilities. So, arrested development is very very serious when it comes to what the enemy does to people just to make sure that they are not effective. And that goes along with stagnation and being an, in one stage in life. Because now what happens, wherever you were um, arrested at, life doesn't seem to match up with the age that you are. And then also when the, uh, the, the resources come to you, but you're not able to handle them properly, or when they are handled to somewhat a level of um, proper handling it is not sustained so people once had wealth or they once had um, accolades or they once had a certain status but they couldn't maintain it for long why because again what the reasons that i've just mentioned they're not stable they're not stable as human beings. They're not stable in their makeup as a human. Their soul is not well gelled together. The soul, the mind, the spirit, I mean the mind, the emotions, and the will are not gelled in properly. And you'll see that some of these people actually even physically, they don't look the height they should be or they don't look like the maturity they should look like physically um, but the one most important indicator is the balancing of the emotions and the will and the and the frame of thinking yeah the thought processes are imbalanced from the emotions the emotions are not responding from the will or the will is not able to rise above the emotions it could be very touchy feely people extremely sensitive people who basically are stuck somewhere in their development 